The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Hello there. This is Dr. Barbara Young, and welcome to the Transformation for Success show. I hope you're having a great day. You know, for many years, my passion has been to encourage, excite, motivate, and encourage individuals with simple success principles to transform their lives. Each day, I moved to make a difference in the lives of others. You know, I know that most people want success and they want it now. But transformational change takes work. And sometimes people want to bypass the work. But every successful person I have met who are beautiful inside and out have done things to get results. And it is empowering to learn from others who've achieved at the level you desire. So consequently, you can learn transformational success more rapidly. So today, I am so excited. I have a world-renowned New York best-selling author, professional keynote speaker, brand influencer, and futurist, yes, Joel Kamm, none other, Mr. Joel Kamm. Yes, that is his name. Hi, Joel. Hello, Dr. Young. How are you? I'm fine. I am absolutely fantastically wonderful, and welcome to the show, Transformation for Success. But to my listening audience, I want to share just a few things about Joel. You know, he is an expert in harnessing the power of the web, publishing, social media, and mobile applications to expand reach and engage in active relationship marketing. You know, he's a sought-after public speaker who leaves his audiences inspired entertained and armed with strategic tools to create successful new media campaigns. You know, he speaks on a variety of business and entrepreneurial topics. He has an incredible background as an entrepreneur. You know, he's been building online businesses since 1955. His first website was among the first 18,000 sites in the world. He's hosted and produced the world's first competitive internet reality show called The Next Internet Millionaire. You know, this man has done so much, I'm telling you. He's created the number one best-selling iPhone application that became one of the most talked about novelty phone iPhone apps of all time. There is so much more about this talented man. And I tell you, I met him a year ago in Las Vegas, and it was a wow experience for me. He looks young. And he's done a lot of things, and he is young. But today, Joel is going to share how he went from having only 87 cents in his bank account to creating millions. So listeners, don't go away. 
I'm here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I invite you to tune in each week. Now, you can access me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Many of my friends, you can go on Facebook. If you have questions you want to ask, you can do that on Facebook. You can also download the shows for your listening pleasure through my website, which is www.transformationforsuccess.com. And you can click on my tab, Dr. B's Radio Show. You know, the French writer and Nobel Prize winner Anatole Francois said, to accomplish great things, we must not only act, but also dream. Not only plan, but believe. And today, my guest is one who not only believes, but he puts his plans into action. So I'm delighted and truly honored again to welcome Joel Kahn on the Transformation for Success show today. So Joel, I got a lot of questions for you. Well, I got a lot of answers. Let's do it. Okay. So I want to tell my listeners, don't go away. I want you to listen in and call your friends to listen in or they can download this show later because Joe's going to instruct and inspire you with his story of success and how you too can achieve greater goals of business success. So, you know, Joel, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, and I've always, you know, it's been intrigued with this question, but share with the audience, just who is Joel Calm? You know, I'm just a regular guy who <laughs> um, isn't afraid to take risks. I, I see uh-huh. something that I find interesting, and I've got a real uh, playful nature about me. And so um, for me, interesting usually doesn't mean, oh, here's a way that I can make money. It uh-huh. means here's something interesting that I think would uh, would bring value, would be fun, could uh, could be educational. Uh, you know, I, I make these new discoveries because I do so much experimentation, and uh-huh. when you're willing to do that, uh, you you get to you discover new things that you then want to share with others. And I think it is that entrepreneurial spirit, willingness to uh-huh. try things that really. Uh, defines who I am as a, a business person and an individual in many ways. And I think that's great. You know, Joel, you, you, you are uh, a New York Times bestselling author of 12 books, uh, including The AdSense Code, Stories from the World's Most Successful Entrepreneurs, and Kaching, uh, How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, and the now Twitter Power 3.0. And you know what? I better read that book, How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays. <laughs> but you, you, you have written over 40 ebooks. You've appeared in the New York Times, on Jon Stewart's The Daily Show, on CNN Online. I mean, on Fox News. You have been everywhere. So I want to know, and I know the listeners do too, tell me, how did this all begin? What, what started you on this journey? Well, you know, I've always been into computers. I actually, uh, I saved money from my first job working at the food court. And when I was making $2.65 an hour, so there I dated myself now uh, quite, uh, quite effectively. And uh, in 1980, I bought a TRS-80 Model 1 computer with 4K of RAM. And I just, I always loved computers. And, and I got into the online world, dialing into bulletin board systems. And it was in 1995 
that uh, this thing called the World Wide Web was a new creature, and I thought it would be really cool to put up a website that would have software reviews on it because I was really into computer games and educational software. I had two small children, and so since I was already embedded in the computer world, it was natural that I would have an interest in the software. And uh, and I put up a site called worldvillage.com that's now in its 21st year. There was only 18,000 sites in the world that year. And, um, wow. you know, it, wow. it, it, since that time, I've just, I've licensed content. I've built sites. I've sold sites. I've sold my own product. I've sold other people's product. I've created information products and done videos and podcasted and apps and software. I've just played in a lot of different arenas and, uh, and it's been a great journey. And, and of course, I'm still just getting started. Oh, that's great. But you know, where did you where did you grow up and uh kind of what what kind of inspired you to go into this, you know, computer world? Where did where did you grow up? I grew up in Northbrook, Illinois, uh which is the Chicago okay. North Shore suburban area and uh-huh. I I think, you know, computers there was just this natural uh, attraction for me. I you know, I grew up go, playing pinball machines at the bowling alley and then mm-hmm. video games came out and I had one of the early video game systems. And so when the computers came out, I just gravitated to it. I, I knew I, I was, I didn't think I was going to be a programmer and I wasn't sure if I could do graphic design, but I just wanted whatever this home computer thing was. I had to have one. And I remember mm-hmm. my mother saying to me, you know, at the age of 16, what are you going to do with the computer? <laughs> and of course, <laughs> years later, she figured out what I was going to do. In fact, my mother has a successful uh, travel blogger website of her own, which, wow. uh, which her son inspired her to do. <laughs> so um, I, I was just, you know, and I was dialing in to what we called then bulletin board systems, which were mm-hmm. like uh, uh, computers that people would set up at their home with software on them that could have message boards and, and software and games. And so I was dialing into what was then the online world in 1980. So technically, I've been online for 36 years. That is, that is tremendous. You know, Joel, when you were growing up in Illinois, were you considered a nerd in high school? Or were you just an uh, average student? Or were you, oh, you know, total, total <laughs> nerd. I was, I, I was uh, the, your typical um, geek. I think, uh, you know, of course, now geek is chic and uh, the nerds rule the world. So, you know, who knew? <laughs> but, yeah, at that time, I was uh, I was more interested in, in computers and, and play, you know, than sports or any of those other types of things. So, really, you didn't really go into sports, but you really, really found your, well, you found your niche. And we all have different niches, you know, niche. niche. <laughs> and so yeah. I just think that's great. Uh, now, well, how many in your family? One, I'm just trying to get a little bit of background here. How many in your family? Were you the oldest, youngest, middle child, only child? Nope. Um, I, uh, I have one uh, older blood brother, and then from uh, my parents' uh, uh, divorce and remarriage, I picked up four stepsisters along the way. So, But I was the, uh, as far as my family of origin, I was the younger. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my brother went on to become the professional, like your typical first child. And became a CPA, and I was more of the the free spirit. I went to college, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I started out as a disc jockey, working at the radio station in uh, Urbana-Champaign, uh, Rock 107 WPGU-FM, Urbana's classic rock. So I, I cut my teeth on radio and 
Then I got into nightclubs, and a few years later after graduating, after doing stints in nightclubs, I realized that I could make more money um, doing my own uh, DJ business. And so my mm-hmm. first entrepreneurial venture was buying my own turntables and records and, and speakers and amplifier and doing wedding receptions and pool parties and bar mitzvahs and class reunions. And, uh, and I did pretty well with that. But that's, I had the entrepreneurial bug very early on. That's interesting. You know, uh, you bring up a good point. And one of the things, Joel, that knowing you personally and meeting you face-to-face, and you have a, a wonderful radio person, uh, voice. You have a great well, thank voice. thank you. I'm trying to practice mine <laughs> go a little deeper, <laughs> but great. One of, one of the things uh, I've been intrigued about you and knowing a little bit of, of your story is that when you start going in one direction, which you went, and you had this entrepreneurial spirit, I'm going to ask you a really provocative question is, do you feel that, you know, somewhere, maybe hereditarily, or there's that entrepreneurial spirit that is within an individual and I mean, it's maybe inherent in that individual. You know, it's a, it's a really, uh, it, it's beyond my pay grade to answer that question. Uh, you know, I do think we're all different. I mm-hmm. don't know if it's a DNA type thing, although I suspect that there's something in our personality type that would point to mm-hmm. um, the fact that some people do well in a structured environment with somebody to report to while others do better when they're creating on their own and, and leading the way for right. their, their ventures. Right. Uh, you know, and I don't know what it is that does that. Then there's also, of course, the nurture aspect of it. It was there mm-hmm. something from, you know, my childhood that, uh, that made me like this. And, and I don't know. All I know is I'm, I'm really glad I'm me and it's my hope and, uh, and my passion to encourage and inspire others to fully embrace who they are, um, not, to try, not try to be anybody other mm-hmm. than who they are, to not duplicate anybody else, but to fully become who they were created to be uh, and bring value to the world in a way that only they can. Well, one of the things that I have always admired about you and in following you uh, since we met is that you've done a lot to help entrepreneurs and to help them with your experiences. And that's why I really am really happy to have you on the show today. But for listeners, not only to know that being an entrepreneur, being successful, and the things that you've done uh, really as the internet pioneer is that you are this human being who lives and breathes and like anybody else, but an incredible uh, story. What were some of the roadblocks that came against you? Because you know, you hear all the time, the woulda, the coulda, I, I would have been, or if I could have. But what were some of the roadblocks that came against you? But more importantly, how you overcame them? Oh, gosh, there's been so many. You know, we tend to really talk up our successes. Every time I'm interviewed, yep. there's this litany of, oh, he did this and he did that. And I, and I cringe just a little bit because mm-hmm. with every accolade piled upon me or anybody who's achieved some success, um, it, it makes me more, it, to some people, it would make what I've done less attainable, mm-hmm. right? As soon as we start building all this credibility of all these wonderful things we've accomplished, mm-hmm. people listening, uh, you know, I, I feel like they, they feel a little smaller with each one. And what I want to tell people is that for every success, 
there are way many more things that did not work out, some which were outright failures and disasters, many which mm-hmm. just never got off the ground at all, and some which were just, you know, minor minor successes, if that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's really, uh, I think what I learned is that because I'm open to what mm-hmm. we call failure, things not going ideally, um, because I'm open to that and because I realize that with every action I take, I have an opportunity to learn and grow, uh, then we're that much closer to having the success that we want. So I am a, a lesson of my own, uh, of the things that I try that don't work. And sometimes mm-hmm. they really don't work. I've had projects explode, you know, in my face. I've, I've mm-hmm. lost, you know, six figures on um, businesses that I've uh, attempted to build and ended up shutting down completely. Uh, I have been in the place very early on in the business where uh, after almost a year of running the business, I was just about out of money. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, these experiences are not foreign to any entrepreneur and just realize that with all of the wonderful things that you hear that have been accomplished, that that did not come easy that there have been some real serious bruises, wounds, cuts, and abrasions along that journey. I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, that's one of the things I usually ask a lot of my guests because this show is Transformation for Success in terms of, yeah, there's something that happened uh, along the way to the forum, so to speak, and that success comes with failure. But it's people learning how. And you said it, to be open to failure, knowing that that will occur. But how do you keep picking yourself back up? I mean, I run into people all the time. It's just like, oh, I just can't go. Oh, I just can't go any further. Oh, and, uh, and they just give up. So uh, what kept you motivated, Joel? That you just, oh, you just couldn't think, give up. <laughs> uh, what is, you know, giving up, I don't mean, uh, what does that mean? I think the only way you can actually give up is when you, when you die. I don't know how to stop living. As long as God's given me breath and I wake up the next day, mm-hmm. um, there's no benefit to anybody to just sitting in the corner and, you know, eating worms. I've got to do the next thing. Now, of course, you know, uh, a motivating factor of having a family with young children, that's, <laughs> you certainly can't give up when you've got a mortgage to pay and mouth to right. feed. But right. more than that, you know, I don't do what I do to pay the bills. I do what I do because I'm, I'm enchanted by the, 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 the new discoveries I make. I am uh, enriched by pouring myself into new technologies, new opportunities, new ways that I can bring value. Mm-hmm. And so I think as long as I'm engaged in the process, there's, not, there's never a question of giving up. It's okay. But that didn't work out the way that I hoped it would. In fact, it went really, really badly. But, oh, okay, Joel, at this. Joel, yeah. I'm going to hold that point because we're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to be right back about never giving up. So, listeners, stay tuned.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America empowerment do you feel alone even when you're surrounded by others do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands remember you are not alone every week host april j ford who has faced adversity as a constant in her life helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back. With my guest today, Mr. Joel Kahn, New York best-selling author, professional keynote speaker, brand influencer, and futurist expert, and he's going to talk about never giving up. And when we went on break, Joel, I appreciate your comments about you can't understand, you don't give up, you keep on pushing, you keep on pushing, and what motivated you to keep on pushing? You we were talking about. Well, you know, look, everybody's got a dream. You know, everybody, and I think that many people um, have hidden their dream away or they've let somebody squash their dream, but you only go around once and the years go by quickly. You and I can yes, they do. <laughs> and, and you know what? You got to carpe all those little diems. You got to, you have to seize the day and live because this is your shot and there's nothing sadder, nothing sadder than, than a life that is, you know, that, that, the potential or even a fraction of the potential is not met. And so I want to leave a mark. And if I'm going to leave mm-hmm. a mark, that means I need to follow my heart and, and my passion and create and do things that I know will make a difference and enrich others' lives and maybe make them help them make money, maybe inspire them, maybe mm-hmm. entertain them. But I want to make difference. And so I think when you're driven by your heart to mm-hmm. do that thing that, that makes you feel alive, then there's no reason to give up. Just because a business didn't make it, big deal. There's mm-hmm. plenty of opportunities for business. There's lots of ways to make money, but there's only one you and you, and you've got to be uniquely uh, 
driven by your passions. That is so true. One of the things that I was listening to someone uh, recently talking about success in businesses, and I think, um, Joel, what you epitomize and you talk about working and if the business fails and you, you start something else and you continue to pursue, you have a passion, you have a goal, you have something you want to do. And what I'm hearing from you, mostly a service, more service oriented. I want to do something to help people. But one of the things that I've been told is a lot of people, Joel, they don't want to put in the work. It is work to be successful. It's work to be, <laughs> to own a business. It's work. I mean, it's well, 24 it, seven. It, it is work. It, it, I don't know. You know, I kind of, and, and maybe it's just mindset, but I kind of subscribe to the notion that if you can't tell the difference, if you can tell the difference between your work and play, then you're doing one of them wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I just, I think that our work should spring forth from our heart and our passions and what, what drives us. Otherwise, we're not really going to be all that great at it. If, we, if we're not vested in it, that we don't really care, then we're just doing a job to get paid. And I understand that there's seasons for that. I've been there. I, you know, mm-hmm. there's times that you need to do that. But what I'm talking about as you become an entrepreneur, you know, if you uh, if you're passionate about um, serving food and cooking and having your own restaurant, then those long hours, yeah, sometimes they're going to feel long, but you're going to love the satisfaction of preparing that food and serving your customers and seeing the satisfaction, you know, when they enjoy mm-hmm. the meal. Uh, you know, if you're building an e-commerce site and you're, trying, and you're selling a product that you know people are going to love, yeah, there, there might be some long hours and servers that go down and problems, you know, with your, uh, your accounts, but ultimately you're going to be so engaged in the process of what you're creating Right. Yeah, if, if there's, it feels good. So I don't know. I, I just I really encourage people to. Uh, I think when you when you live from your heart and from who you are, and aren't afraid to take the risks to pursue your dreams, yes. then uh, you're ahead of all the rest that are just going through the motions. Don't go through the motions. You have a life to live, so live it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Joel, one of the things that uh, I had titled this show, how I went from 87 cents in my bank account to creating millions of dollars. What happened where you were down to 87 cents? Because, see, I think about that. You know, most people say, I've got 87 cents in my bank account. Oh, me. Oh, my. And the woe yeah. is me. So how did you survive that? And tell us a little, just a little bit how you turned the corner on that one. Well, it's a great question, and you know, I um, the truth about my success is, is that I really don't take a lot of credit for it. Uh, you know, I, I have a really strong faith in God, and I believe that because I have chosen to align myself with uh, listening to 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 walk out whatever His purposes are for my life, that right. He has opened doors. And back in uh, 1996, a year. About a year after I started my online business, things were not panning out as I hoped they would. And uh, we had very little money in the account, and I did not know what to do. So I did the only thing that one could do in dire times like that. I fell to my knees, and I, and I prayed. And I didn't yeah. pray. I yeah. cried out. Literally asking God to drop the money out of the sky because I didn't know where it was going to come from. And, uh, you know, Barb, about a week later, 
I got an email out of the blue from a gentleman in Washington State who I never heard of who was representing a Japanese multimedia conglomerate, which I couldn't pronounce, uh, you know, in Japan. And they asked if, if I would be willing to license content from my website to them. And, you know, as I'm talking to them, I'm thinking, great, this might be worth a couple hundred bucks or so. But mm-hmm. having been trained in sales, I knew that the first person to speak loses. And so I listened, and <laughs> they, wanted, they offered me $5,000 a month. <laughs> out of, out wow. of the blue. Literally dropped the money out of the sky into my lap. And uh, so I can't take the credit. Uh, uh, It just, that's how it happened. And that is a great story, Joel. And I'm glad you shared that because so many of our listeners don't realize we have a creator above. I mean, all you have to do is ask. I mean, there are times when, you know, lighten up, you have to ask and tell him what you really want. And that's wonderful that you're able to do that. What, what is your, what has been your greatest inspiration? Um... You know, back in 1989, I went to a Zig Ziglar conference, and I got turned on to uh, the late Zig's um, teachings, and I went to a conference called Born to Win, uh, and it was motivational, it was inspirational, it was faith-filled, there was tons of content, and there's a couple things that Zig said, and then I read them again in his books that have really stuck with me, and that is that people don't care how much you know until they know how they much, know how you, much care. you care. That's right. And you get what you want when you help enough other people get what they want. Those stuck with me, still stick with me. In fact, I repeat them often because I'm, I'm often asked mm-hmm. where, you know, where that came from. And, and uh, I just, I, I want it. I, I don't want it to be about me. And, and many times it is. And I, and I really try to be mindful to, uh, to put my focus on what others' needs are because I think my greatest success comes when I stop and recognize uh, those needs and then seek to meet them. Everything else falls in place. I think that's wonderful. One of the things that um, I, knowing you, and I, I sort of prefaced this uh, before talking with you a little bit, how do you decompress and make yourself a priority? Uh, so uh, I try to walk every day in uh, outside, if possible, at least an hour of uh, a brisk walk. I love my walking time. If it's cold out or snowy like it is today, I'll, I'll be getting on the treadmill. It's late in the day for me, and I still haven't because I've been busy, but I'm planning on walking on the treadmill today. And I'm also, you know, I haven't lost my playfulness. The things I enjoyed when I was a teenager was playing video and computer games. I mm-hmm. still do. Um, and there's hardly a day that goes by that I, I don't play either on my computer or on my iPad. Um, you know, it, it looks to people like I'm working all the time, but I promise you I'm not. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> and if I am working 40 hours in a week, I don't even know it because it doesn't feel like it because I'm loving what I'm doing. I think that's the key. Like you said, bring their passion to what you do. And it's not like work, it's play. And that's, you're wonderfully blessed because so many people want to be where you are. One of the things I do know that you talked about being married and having a couple of kids. How's life been juggling uh, being a parent and marriage? Well, that's interesting you should ask. I've actually been divorced for a few years now. Uh, oh. And my kids are grown. 
So it's a whole different life for me um, than it was before. And, uh, you know, my kids are great. They're both on their own and uh, working and supporting themselves. And, uh, you know, life for me is different than it was. There's, uh, there's downsides and there's some upsides, but I just, you know, you look at the hand you've been dealt and you go, okay, how do I make the best of this today? Where do I go from here? And, and I've got to say, you know, all things considered, I'm a, I'm a really blessed man. And that's great. And that's wonderful. And I know uh, you've made a difference in so many lives, Joel, and you're still making a difference today with your work as a writer and speaker consultant. Um, but as you, as you kind of look back over your life, did you ever see yourself as being this iconic voice behind many of your best-selling books? Because, you know, oh, um, no. <laughs> I, I, I just want to delve into that. I mean, really. And then what, is your, what are your secrets on getting all these books out? Um, Well, so the answer to the first question is no, I never saw myself as, I never saw myself as being an author or a public speaker that would have the opportunity to, uh, to be before thousands of people and, and, and make a dent, you know, in, in their lives and and hopefully inspire them, teach them. Uh, so I never saw that coming. As far as books goes, uh, books go, I, you know, I find myself writing a book after I have demonstrated something uh, in my business that, uh, that impacts others, that's worked okay. for me, that I believe can work for others. And so by the time I've done whatever that thing is that's worked for me, then putting together the material of how I've done that isn't all that challenging. It kind of springs forth from the experience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, love, I love doing books. I've got, I'll have more coming up this year. Um, you know, in fact, this year I'm being pretty bold. I've got three um, that are scheduled, one of them a multi-author book, one of them that I'm planning on co-authoring with, uh, with a friend, um, and, uh, and then another book that's uh, going to be about uh, creating outrageous attention and how to use, um, how, how to do publicity right so that people will talk about you and your products and your services. That's going to be probably a bestseller. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> From your really? list to God's ears. Well, I'm going to be the first in line to get that book, right? <laughs> I'd be tell happy to autograph that about, for you. Tell us, Joel, a little bit of how you put together this book called Kaching. Hmm. Well, Kaching was a book that sprung forth from a talk I was doing called Five Ways to Make a Fortune on the Internet. And <laughs> it focused on uh, creating original content. Oh, did you hear that? It focused on creating original content and monetizing that content through your own website, monetizing it with advertisements, monetizing it by uh, affiliate programs, by creating information products, by creating member sites, by mm-hmm. setting yourself up to be the expert so that you can do coaching and consulting. And Kaching really delves into each of these different areas. And uh, it's amazing to me because uh, that book came out in 2010, and it's still showing up on bookshelves today. People are still writing me and telling me they're getting great value out of it. And because uh, I, I think the principles that are taught in there and the, the ways that I discuss are really evergreen. Well, I think that our readers, uh, listeners, are probably going to run out and get that book, Kaching, so uh, they can get it through your website or John Wiley and Sons. How do they get that book? I just want to yeah, pitch it. Yeah, uh, just oh. either go to your local bookstore and see if they have it. It's K A 
K-A-C-H-I-N-G, Kaching, or go to kachingbook.com, and okay. uh, you can discover how to get it to the website. And then this, uh, I invented this Kaching button. I that, uh, <laughs> And uh, people buy these every day on Amazon. So if you just go search for Kaching on Amazon, you'll find the book there, and you'll find the button. Um, do you think that the AdSense code was more successful than the Kaching book? Because the AdSense code, I, I, kinda, I was intrigued because it kind of tells you what Google never told you about. Um, th- do you think that was uh, a bestseller? I mean, outsold Kaching? Because that one became uh, Kaching. Yes, it did. I, I, know, I know it did because I know the numbers and I know mm-hmm. that uh, the AdSense code sold enough copies to hit the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, my, my book, Twitter Power, has also sold more copies than Kaching, but all the books have done well, and and I just uh, I'm I'm really grateful that people enjoy reading my work. I I think so too. What do you say though, as we go into more the digital era, uh, social media area? Where do you, where do you see this country going? Where do you see us going? From well, I think that there's you know technology itself is amoral. It's how we use it. How do mm-hmm. we connect with other people? How do we show up? is our authentic selves. You know, and there's those that use social media in a very fake way. They use it purely in a marketing sense. And to me, that's a social media fail. But there are those that also use social to connect to others, to, uh, to, to provide a channel for bringing their value to the world in a way that they didn't have that channel before. And right now, I'm a really big fan of the ability to use live video. Um, in the social media channels, whether it's uh, apps on your phone such as Periscope or uh, desktop broadcasting that you can do through a site like Blab.im, their uh-huh. live yeah. video is the, the, next, uh, it's the, the next phase of social media, and it's truly putting social back in social media. Social mm-hmm. media is not going away. Um, Facebook has 1.5 billion users. And uh, other sites are growing very quickly. And so, uh, you know, if you want to engage with others, social is an easy way to do that. Now, there are some misuses of social media. I'm wondering, I mean, this, you know, uh, that might be something to talk about on a later show with somebody about the social misuses. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I deal with a lot of teenagers and they're doing all kinds of crazy things on social media. And I actually have people come in uh, for my teen leadership Academy to talk about the misuse of social media because we've got a lot of young people that are, you know, getting engaged in social, well, they are already there. So what do you pretend for the future for them? Well, you look, it comes down to parenting. It really mm-hmm. does. You, you know, parents, you have to, um, you, you have the right to exercise both controls and accountability uh, over your children's use of their phones their iPads or other devices, their computer time, their internet usage, you have not only the right but the responsibility to monitor, to set boundaries, to set time limits, and to right. be able to be, have them be accountable to see what it is that they are doing. Because if you are not, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that they are going to stray into areas that might not be in their own best interest. So teaching them how to use these tools and what's appropriate and what's not and what's healthy, mm-hmm. what, what can be harmful to them or others, and what are safe ways to use the technology. And remember, technology is amoral. 
It's all I'm going to hold you it. to that point. Technology is a more. We're going to come right back. We're going to do a quick commercial break. So listeners, stay tuned as we come back and resume my conversation with Joel Kahn. Thank you. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello there, and welcome back to my guest today, Mr. Joel Kahn, again, New York best-selling author professional keynote speaker, brand influencer, and futurer, and the author of the AdSense Code we're talking about, Kaching and Twitter Power 3.0. We were just, before we went on break, we were talking about the use of social media, and I asked you all, where do we see this headed for the future? Well, social media is clearly not going away. It's more and more mm-hmm. integrated in our daily use. There are over a billion people using just Facebook every day. So it's, it's become part of the fabric of our daily lives. And uh, with more apps coming out, more opportunities to connect with those apps, uh, social is here to stay. Okay. One of the things we talked about uh, earlier, I talked about the misuse of social media and how teens particularly, and maybe some of the younger 25 to maybe 30 group, are misusing social media. What do we think about what might happen and what do you suspect maybe or think about one day, maybe a class being implemented really into the curriculum, the educational curriculum deals with this whole notion of social media and how to use it appropriately? 
I, I think that that's undoubtedly going to come. And by the way, the misuse of social media does not end at 35 year old. I just said it, that. It, I, it wanna, extends, I didn't want to put my foot in mouth with. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it extends to basically, uh, you know, all people. Um, just because, uh, you know, or, you, you have to realize there's a lot of people getting into social media. They, they could be 50, they could be 60. And because they've never used it before, and didn't grow up using it, they don't necessarily know the best practices for being authentic on social and connecting with others. They can be just as confused as a child that's using it for the first time. So, um, you know, because it's so new, I certainly do see that um, universities and colleges will have courses on training social media. But what I'd really like to see more of in in our schools, starting at the grammar age level, is, is teaching people how to be better human beings, how to, you know, have healthy relationships, how to, how to establish boundaries in our lives for, you know, for what it looks like to protect ourselves and protect others that we care about. I think if you teach people um, mindfulness, right, healthy uh, emotional skills, then you're go- if you teach that, then you're not going to have to worry as much about specifically social media because learning mindfulness and how to be right, a right. more a better human being and a more productive uh, citizen uh, is going to impact how people are offline and online. You know, it's a travesty that we are actually bringing up this conversation and thinking in terms of that being a part of an educational uh, curriculum of just really how to uh, teach human beings how to treat other human beings. Um, yeah. It's, it, that's a sad testimony of where we are today. But uh, I think you may be right in terms of being a better human being and relationships. What one that sort of brings me into when we start talking about relationships, what is the one life lesson that you remember as you look back on your life that you would share with the listeners? Uh, you know, I think it's, it's important to, to know that you are responsible for yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is. Nobody owes you anything, and you have to make the life that you want to lead. That means when you screw up, you take responsibilities for your screw up. When you're successful, make sure you remember the people around you that helped you get there. But take responsibility for your own life. Too many people blame others. They blame their parents. Mm -hmm. They blame the government. They blame, you know, they they blame anything else, but they won't look themselves. And say, you know what, that person in the mirror, that's the one that's actually making the decisions. And nobody's keeping me down and nobody's telling me what I can't do. And if I'm letting them tell me what I can't do, then I'm making the decision to let them control me. You are in control of your life and your destiny. So if, if you're like in the corner and you're moaning and you're blaming and you're pointing the finger at somebody else, guess what? You're, you're mm-hmm. missing the point completely. You have the power to change your life starting right this minute. People who have been in some of the worst circumstances ever imaginable have gone on to do incredible things because they've taken responsibility. And I wish that we had a personal responsibility one-on-one class that they, that they started putting in schools from the moment they enter first grade. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I could not more readily concur with seeing where we're going. What do you think in terms of where you're going with your next projects and the impact that it might have on the global community? 
Uh, well, you know, I've got so many different things I'm juggling. I know. Time, and, and it's always my hope that they'll all, you know, prosper wildly and, and trickle out into the community and inspire people to, uh, to do good stuff. That's one of my, it's actually my t-shirt brand and my apparel brand. And one of my mottos is to do good mm-hmm. stuff. I hope that my books train people. I hope that my shows that I broadcast entertain people. Uh, you know, I, I have big visions to accomplish many things, and I am really fortunate that because of the years that I've done this and because of the events that I go to, I seek to align myself with like-minded people that, uh, that really care about what they're doing, that are producing quality products, services, and content, um, that can help me on my journey because what I've discovered is no man is an island and I do my best work when I partner with other people that are mm-hmm. smarter than myself. That leads me to a question that I, I, you know, always ask successful people. Do you have what I call a personal board of directors? Uh, now, you know, what I'm I saying I, those people you just said, the network of people around you that are not yes people, but people who uh, plan into your life or, you know, they, they bring oh, value uh, to your life, but they also bring you good advice. Absolutely. And there's, there's two, there's two levels of that, right? There's, uh, the, my close, uh, trusted friends, my circle that, mm-hmm. um, that I can go with to with any personal issue at any time. And I know that they're going to give me honest answers. And it's really funny because I just had a personal issue and, and, um, I can I wanted to contact, three people that I thought would really be able to provide insight for me in this issue. And I was expecting uh, all, at least two of them, if not three of them, to mm-hmm. give me advice counter to what they did. And it was very refreshing because they were able to observe for the outside, from the outside and hearing from them their perspective was actually very liberating for me to follow my heart and do what I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure I should do. And it's the same thing with business. I have a, a you know, trusted <laughs> group of people that um, it, 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 they're different, right? I pull from the, the friends that I feel would be able to give me, based on their experience and wisdom, the best input. And, uh, and I'll ask for help frequently and, and say, what do you think? What would you do? How would you approach this? Because uh, I don't have all the answers. I don't have most of the answers. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's admirable. You just gave me some ideas as I was was writing this. Uh, It's like there are two categories of people. I always talk about personal uh, board of directors when I do my seminars with women. Uh, I'm talking about having your own personal uh, board of directors. Women, uh, people who will give you good advice. But you just said something that struck me. One, maybe those friends that can handle personal issues – and then a, a different board or set of friends that bring business experience and expertise. Because sometimes sure. they're not always contained in the same body. <laughs> no, they're not. They're, they're yeah, really so that, that, the, uh, thank you for that. I learned something. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, so now I'll start sharing that. Because there are people that you can share personal issues knowing that they'll give you good advice. Plus, they won't go anyplace else. Because discretion is important for me. Uh, and you know, Joel, I do a lot of coaching with people, and to me, integrity and maintaining that integrity is whatever people tell you and you can share with them. It doesn't go any further. But with business ideas or people who are on the business side, they see things from a more what I call explicit frame of reference, whereas people on the personal issues may see it from a more implicit frame of reference, reference using their intuition, their sense, and that are 
you know, of the universe and all of that. So great. Thank you for that. You know, Dr. Young, it's, it's very much like having a tool chest. Only uh-huh. people are more than tools, but you want the right tool for the right, you know, job. You don't pull out a saw to hammer a nail in. You go for a hammer. And so as I look to friends, associates, family, I try to have wisdom and, and find the right person that I believe can really give me the insight that I need. Now, I want to ask you, do a lot of people come to you and ask you for advice, business advice or personal advice, Joel? Uh, oh, yeah, frequently. I am okay. a, I'm a paid consultant, and, okay. uh, and I work with uh, successful business people to help take their business to the next level. And mm-hmm. uh, from time to time, I have people come to me with personal issues, and uh, they, they trust my experience and, and my uh, whatever wisdom uh, I've been able to uh, you know, pick up over the years, and, and hopefully I give them uh, sound counsel. And that's great. That is so great. Now, I'm going to ask you a question you may or may not answer, but are you going to get married again? <laughs> oh, God. I don't, my crystal ball is broken, so I, uh, I have no idea. I, I, I have that? no way of knowing that right now. As of this moment, it's a mystery to me. I know when I first met you, you were sort of coming out of that, coming out of a situation. And I said, well, you know, there's hope for you. God has somebody for you. Yeah. <laughs> Remember. Uh, yes, I, I'm certainly bridge. open. Uh, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of fish in the sea. <laughs> I know. I know. But really, I want to thank you so much for absolutely sharing your wisdom, sharing your insights. I just have one last question. Um, put on your hat out there. You're going to talk to a couple of people out there and give them maybe two or three principles that you want to leave with them today from Mr. Joel Kahn. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tighten it up to one. Here it is. Okay. You are, and, and, and I want you to hear this as though you're hearing it for the first time, not like yes. you've ever okay. heard it before, okay? So right, here listeners. we go. You are created by God uniquely and special in a way that nobody who's ever lived before you has, has been and nobody who's ever lived after you. You are put together with your own unique passions, talents, skills, abilities, personality, that when you put it all together, it makes you so uniquely you that you are designed to bring a unique value to the world. And so if you are not walking in, in the truth of who you are and, and, and the passion that you have, that big dream that you have, not only are you shorting yourself, but you're also selling short those that you would influence who don't even know that they're depending and counting on you to bring that value to their lives. You have one go around. Don't waste another day. Get up. Do that thing. Take that risk. It will be worth it. You are awesome. Amen. Oh, I, 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 uh, did you have a little preaching in you there, Joel? <laughs> I don't know. It's just that's, <laughs> that's how that's that's from my heart. That's what I feel. Those are the words that I would want to hear somebody speak to me. Were I seeking for you know seeking answers, and I believe it with my whole heart. Joel, you are wonderful. I am so happy and thrilled you were on the show today. And I really want to thank you for giving us not only information, but humor and wit and insights that absolutely have informed my listeners today and enthrall them with just knowing who Joel Kahn really, really is. And thank you for your authenticity and sharing your heart. So 
Listeners, as I close today, I want to thank you very much from my heart, Joel, again, for this inspiring session and an opportunity for our listeners to hear your heart. I want to wish you God's blessings for your future dreams and your projects. Because as I know, dreams are, they matter in your life. And if you matter in the lives of many people, so make them good dreams to be the best dreamer that you can be. So as I close the session today, I challenge you out there, dare to dream. And as Joel Cobb mentioned, does your dream involve risk? If you're not working on a no-risk dream, chances are that your dream will not last beyond your own involvement. Real dreams have risk, and they're also inspiring enough that people will join the cause for life. So I tell you, dare to dream. Some people only look at life through eyes that seldom shine, while others look beyond as Joel Calm, as they are guided by a dream. So tune in next week as I have another treat in store for you as we examine another transformational journey. So this is Dr. Barbara Young, your success coach, signing off until next Tuesday at 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Remember, keep dreaming. You can't know that your dream will change the world, but you can be sure that your dreams will change you. God bless you. Be encouraged, be motivated, be joyful, be grateful for life, and be forever transformed with greatness. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.